There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Let me know when we go live. Can I get an espresso here? We're going live, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, right now. Oh, fuck. We're live now. Okay, I can we'll see. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't worry. Right. Don't let us stop you. Don't let the podcast stop you, Jimmy. You go ahead. You go ahead. Just, just fuck off into the kitchen there and make yourself an espresso. <laughs> Well, we're 20 seconds in. Why don't you just pause it and then we'll go 21, 22. We'll just pick up where we left off. No, because I've got to be out in like 40 minutes. Where are you going? Anyway, I've got to go to work. Oh, it must be nice. <laughs> oh, you can bloody talk. We saw your face all over the goddamn TV last night. And Walsh and Dubs. Yep. Christ, it's like just this grinding in the reality of my broadcast career. Yeah, exactly. Dubs, by the way, might join us later on. She's going to try and jump on. She, she got a, a late flight last night from uh, the roster announcement, which we'll get into with Dubs. Um, her hair, by the way, was freaking off the charts last night. On point, eh? On Holy point. crap. Yeah. Yeah, looked really good. Not that that was important. Her insight was also <laughs> really important. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a sexist pig there, but I've already spoken to her about her hair on the dark web, so she's cool with us talking about the hair. Um, there's a lot yeah, of it actually, she says now uh, maybe she can join at half past yes Amy well the other thing is too uh, Sherms woke up this morning to our dark web with Amy saying finally got on a plane and it was 12, 12 in the morning and then she also the the aside was and I think the guy in, the, in front of me shit his pants yeah okay, so, right also pretty sure the guy in front of me has shit his pants <laughs> 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 I was like, I wasn't on that flight that as well. That happens, though, right? That happens when you get your flight keeps getting pushed back because you have to keep holding that stuff in. It's the worst, isn't it? When you're sitting in that um, departure lounge and the old boiler starts doing stuff. Yeah, it's awful. Not and there's not there's nothing worse than an airport washroom, right? Even the most filthiest bar in Scotland is better than the airport washroom 
So you want us to think about train spotting washroom, right? Exactly. Is that it? You get, okay, you, okay, you, good. you get me, Wonga. I do. I do. God, I missed you, by the way. Hey, I'm back. We missed you. It's so we, nice we to did. have you. Well, I, I want to thank you guys so much for all the support. Uh, Mom passed away on Wednesday night at 1026 Atlantic time. We weren't there in the hospital, but we were there all the way along. And uh, it was exhausting. Death is, is is exhausting. And it's funny because we talked to the nurses and they said, sometimes you have to leave the room to give the people who are passing the permission to pass. And uh, so it's one of those things we left at around seven because we'd been there. I'd stayed up 52 hours at one point and I was just knackered. Um, the good thing is it was end of lobster season, $10 pound and a half lobsters. So that was good. So my mom's, I have to tell you, you know, when you can get value out of death, that's what I'm going with right now. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so it was almost worthwhile then. Look, yeah. look, my mom had uh, dementia, just so everyone knows. My mom had dementia for the last seven years. Before that, she fought off cancer found out she was bipolar uh, during a manic episode. The last eight to 10 years have not been kind uh, and tiring. It's exhausting and it's sad because it's not the same mother you had, yeah. but it's still your mother. So Astrid, you're off into the stars with my dad, Ken. So uh, she's in a better place, wherever that place may be. I'm not big on the old uh, religion, but stardust is a thing. And I think that's where she is. So there you go. And, you that, were, uh, and, that, and that lobster's there with her too now that you just oh god yeah <laughs> i crushed four of them four of them in a day and a half four lobsters and, and lobby yeah it's like what the fuck's going on what is she here and why is she for? why is she coming with all those lobsters <laughs> <laughs> this is weird <laughs> yeah hey, your fingers smell oh my god <laughs> Well, listen. We did dedicate the last podcast to Astrid, and, and we, oh, we got awesome. right into yeah. We 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 delved deep into Wonga's mail sack um, <laughs> to show her some some respect as well. Oh, and, I appreciate. And, that. I must say, Craig Craig, who by the way is up at six a.m. right now because uh, he's in the West Coast. Craig did say that you weren't. What was it, Craig? You said that you weren't her greatest success, or what was it you said? It was saying horrible. He <laughs> did. No, no, not her greatest work. That's what you said. You I, did. When did I say you, you said it in the last podcast, and then you started saying how you'd seen Wonga naked. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Thanks, so, uh, thanks, Gregor. I appreciate it. Anyway, Wonga, we, we were thinking of your pal. We're really glad you're back because we, we do miss... We do miss the Wonga on this show. A little bit of the, the soul and the heart of the podcast is missing when you're not here. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And the, the other thing is, too, I, I get to read some of the Twitters. And the one that I really liked was this weekend. Our, uh, you know, Craig is off to Vancouver. I was just coming back from uh, um, kind of saying goodbye to my mom. Uh, I think you were driving your daughter up to camp, right? And yeah. Jimmy trades us in for um, some box seats with Bill Manning. Jimmy, yeah. yep. kissing ass. The food Brown was really good too. Brown is it? Is it better than the press box food? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot better. <laughs> was it a nice evening watching TFC lose again? Do you know, it, it was It was good to go back. It was good to watch the game. And then, obviously, get some some insight. You know, they're... We, we all know Terry. We want to see Terry do well. You know, the, the team, I thought, played... I thought they played well. But we got to remember that they have so many injuries, it's ridiculous. And they've got the, all these young players that are playing that normally wouldn't be playing, right? It's just a, it's a tough time right now. And they're on a search to, to rebuild and put a, a staff together. And um, hopefully over the next you know, few weeks, they'll have things in place of what they're looking to do. But, you know, it's, it's a difficult time. You know, I think a lot of people forget as well. You know, we all complain, yeah, TFC, they're not performing, not playing well, but when you got all these TFC two players that are playing because your your main guys are all out, what, what do you expect from them? And they would go, they went through through spells where I thought you know they're holding on here, they're playing well, but they're just missing missing the quality that they have that's on the physio bench right now. Do you think it is a rebuild though, Jimmy? Honestly, like long term here, I mean the injuries are one thing, and it's a valid point. We've said that before. But do you think there's going to be a rebuild coming here with what they spent with the, the, the big money players in that team? Uh, I think rebuilds, meaning that there, there's going to be a different structure um, with the staff. Uh, I think, you know, with uh, with Bob, I think Bob had a little bit too much too much control, you know, over over the club in certain aspects. Um, and I think they'll probably split that up and bring individuals to to share that responsibility. You know. Um, you know, when you, when you have a preseason and you have that many injuries in the first few weeks, you've always obviously done something wrong. And I don't think they, they, they need to put a sports science team together. Um, and there's a a lot of pieces that they, they need to add. And obviously they, they want to get the right manager in, um, who, who can lead this team. I think, I think, uh, I think Dunfield will have a, he'll have a crack at it depending how he does. You know, it's not that the team played well because our bad, they, they actually, they played, they played good. They worked hard the other night, but you know, they, like I said, they're just missing those key players. And I think when they get the full squad back and they get the pieces that they're looking for, I think you're going to see a big difference. We're looking at the uh, the eleven. Um, we, we, we were going to start the show today with a Canada game. We'll get to that, I promise you, listeners. Yeah. Trust me. But this is this is our pod. We're organic. We jump around. Um, looking at the eleven um, from from Saturday. If, if you told most TFC fans before the season that halfway through the campaign, more than halfway, this is your eleven: Thomas Romero in goal, back four of Franklin O'Neill, Mabika, Petretta, um, uh, of midfield four of Kerr, Savania, K. Marshall Ruddy, and then a top two of Akinola and Sapong, CJ Sapong. I think there'd be some eyebrows raised. Like, well, 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 well where, where is everyone else? <laughs> well, Richie Larea is not there, and Ozo's not there. We know that they're on international duty, but the injuries have been a valid excuse to a certain point. But there's also a lot of fingers to be pointed at a lot of places in that club, and it's a it's a mess right now. But let's see what happens. Um, let's move on to the Canada game. I think overall. I think overall, it was a good weekend for Canada and Canadian soccer. And uh, we'll get to the, the World Cup squad when Dubs joins us. But I know Canada lost to the States. But given what we'd seen prior to that match last night, Craig, um, 
I think they should be pretty happy with, with the performance. They they showed some real balls, some guts. They dug in. I think mm-hmm. I think John got the team right. And my mm-hmm. God, it's it's it wasn't a great game until like the what the the eighty fifth minute, <laughs> and then it went ballistic and crazy. And and we look back and remember these games for that and the extra time, which was just sensational. What what a match in the end, um, but mm-hmm. still absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, always tough and heartbreaking to lose like that, of course. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I I think they did really, really well. Um, But at the same time, I mean, you look at that team, I think there were six teams and six players in Canada that played significant minutes in Qatar. So it wasn't an inexperienced side because you look at the Americans, I'm like, oh, well, the goalkeeper was in Qatar. I don't remember any of the other ones. You know, they're B team for sure. and it competed really well against them. They just had a little more quality, I think, up front. They were a little more of a threat most of the time because I think Canada only had two shots on net, scored both of them, and uh, pushed them all the way to the end. So, yeah, I was pretty impressed. And, and some young players came in in this tournament, and uh, I think that's probably the biggest take from this, that uh, some of them came in and did very well and uh, proved that they're part of the squad and that we, maybe our depth isn't too bad. Hey, Jimmy, should we be seeing Jacob Schaffenberg getting a lot more minutes for this team? Because when he came on, everything changed. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant when he came on. I really did. Um, but you can't take anything away from from um, Miller as well. I thought he was, he's was he been brilliant over the last number of games, just his energy and excitement. And for me, you know, with wingers, I, I love wingers that are like that, that want to go forward, that want to drive at defenders and be creative, make something happen. And when Schaffelberg came on, and that's what you expect as a manager as well. You expect your substitutes to come on and make a difference. And Schaffelberg did that. He came on last night and he was absolutely brilliant. He just had one thing in his mind was as soon as I get that ball, I'm going forward and I'm taking people on. And he did that with the goal. You know, when you watch what he did, he's the one that started it all just with that defensive tackle, wins the ball, gets loose from another challenge, and goes 1v1, you know, and it does ever so well. And you could just see it. And I was, as the game was going, and, and I was whispering to myself, I was like, oh, just drop the shoulder, fake you going inside, and then put it back on your left and hit it. And he did that. He just went at the defender, drove, struck it perfectly in the corner. I loved, I loved the way that he played. And I think every, every substitute that came on um, did their job. Even Kennedy, when he came on defensively, I thought he was solid, you know, throwing his body around. He was clearing the lines with his headers. Um, And overall, it was a great performance. And you kind of look at it and you think, okay, you know, I think we we were maybe a little bit upset with the performances against Guadalupe and and Guatemala. Uh, Cuba, yeah, it it was a different game. And then this game, you thought you saw a completely different team than what we did in the group stages. And uh, I thought overall, I thought the performance was was very good by this team. You know, they worked hard. They watched, they they matched the Americans' work rate all over the park. You know, they they were competing in their individual battles, and that's why the game. You know, both sides were canceling each other out. You know, and there wasn't any shots because they were just stopping everything tactically. Both teams they made it difficult, and then it did open up a little bit. But I thought the subs were were the ones that kind of changed the game. They just brought that energy, and the game opened up a little bit. Yep, the penalties, penalties weren't the best. 
I can't say much with penalties because I stink at them. <laughs> they were horrible. I watched those. I was like, oh, my God. Just down the middle, a couple of them missed shots. I mean, you must have been, you would have been, your saliva would have been dripping on your shoes, Craig, if these guys yeah. came up at you. Yeah. Reminded me of uh, when we played Australia in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, we missed three of those, too. I'm like, fuck, I can save a couple, lads. You got to score them, though. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I bring up a guy's name? Uh, he's 19, going on 46, that Cade Cowell guy for the U.S. I know he is not 19. Holy shit. What pod did he come out of? That's like, like Diego Costa is 25 when he joins Chelsea bullshit. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I was sitting there going, this guy looks like he could be selling me insurance. <laughs> with that hair i wouldn't buy anything from him no no but you know like he is huge he's a oh, giant he's a, big, he's a big boy he's the way he plays is similar to shuffleberg as well isn't he just direct and powerful yeah with yeah, good feet yeah when both of them came on like when when he came on he was so direct in his play and he, he changed he changed the the dynamic of the american team coming down that left side and then when Schaffelberg came on, he did the exact same thing. It was just so direct. And they're two quality players. And they both got bags of pace, don't they? Both. Very good. Was it wasn't, wasn't mm. a great game, right? Let's be honest. It, it, I was watching that halfway through the second half. I think talking to you guys on the dark web. Yeah. Saying, man, I could be doing better things on a Sunday night than this right now. But but it, it changed. Talking to my wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> Tony doesn't no, want to I'm talk looking, to you either. <laughs> I'm right in the middle of succession right now. Oh, okay. Right, I'm really enjoying it. You know, I was thinking, man, wouldn't mind seeing what Logan Roy's up to right now. But I shouldn't I shouldn't switch off Canada in the Gold Cup quarterfinals against the US. <laughs> and I didn't. Stuck with it. Um, was Canada ripped off though, Craig? Do you think? I mean, a couple of penalty calls now. Um, obviously, Richie was was perhaps clipped, um, and then mm-hmm. of course the uh, the really dubious one I think with the handball and and the foul called for the push. Yeah, you know, I mean, overall, I thought they they used the VAR pretty well. I mean, it's certainly different than back in our day because it's just a free for all. You don't even know what they're calling half the time. Um, it was interesting. So they go to the VAR to see where there's a handball, clearly, a, in my view, a handball. And then they noticed the push that they didn't notice, obviously, beforehand. I was yeah. wondering about unless that. The referee, exactly. Unless the referee because they're, 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 went there for that. Yeah, it, it had to be the referee because, for me, the VAR, VAR has stopped that play and called it back because of the handball. So they've looked at the whole situation and they're going, that's handball. For me, that, that push was so soft, it was ridiculous, right? You, you know, Bambito's what, six foot one? And that, uh, uh, what's his name? Was it Busio? Busio's a smaller guy. And he's just put his hands out as, as everybody does in the box. There's grabbing, everybody's grabbing each other. There's pushing, there's shoving. And it's not like he's actually gone straight arm and pushed him. He's actually just put his hands out like this, and obviously Busio can feel it and just puts his head down a little bit. But VAR obviously looked past that because they felt it was soft and said, there's a penalty here. There's a blatant handball. And the ref's the one that's gone over and went, oh, no, there's a push. Yeah. 
because VAR, if they saw the push, they wouldn't have stopped the play for that because that was the first first infraction. Right. So they they've they've bypassed that because they're looking going that's nothing, but there is a handball and obviously the ref's gone over and went oh no well there's a push. Yeah, Jimmy, do you think um, Canada should be aggrieved? It didn't. I mean, to me, I, I think the States was still probably the better team in that game. Um, but listen, it, it was close. That's for sure. Yeah. There, Canada's defense did really well, which is obviously a concern heading into this tournament. tournament. Um, yeah. In the end, given those those infractions and the non calls, the penalties, should Canada feel aggrieved? I think so. I think so. I think Richie Larea as well. Richie goes clean in. You can see there's there's contact and he clips his leg. Richie's in front of the man. The ball's nowhere near the defender. It's at least maybe four yards away from him. And Richie gets clipped. So how's that not a penalty? Doesn't matter yeah. if they go, oh, it's, it's accidental. You still clipped him. I accidentally didn't mean to touch the ball and it's, you've given a handball. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I I think the only thing I can think of that they're looking at there is that, well, the referee didn't give it, and then they quickly looked at it. Was it clear and obvious? Well, it looked pretty clear to me when they saw the replay, but I guess they just immediately said, no, it's not clear and obvious. We're not going to get involved in that and left it alone. But when Canada got the uh, the penalty down the other end, uh Nobody ever saw that penalty coming. Nobody knew what the referee was doing. There's something going on. He's going to look at something here. What is it? And the next thing I know, it's a cheap penalty. So it's like, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's probably a penalty. But oh my goodness! So you got to think that they they certainly weren't trying to screw Canada in any way. They actually helped them really at the end, in the end. So Stephen Victoria is great from the spot, isn't he? Eh? For a centre back, I love seeing a good old centre back from the penalty spot because it's all no nonsense, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Turner Turner read him the second time. Yeah. That wasn't so great. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. I should have mentioned that, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. (laughs) You know, the first penalty that he took, yeah, it was was great. And, like, I was standing there, I was watching, because, as you know, like, I don't like like penalties. And the amount of time that he had to stand there and wait to take that penalty – and you imagine what was going through his head. You know, where am I going? What am I going to do? And he does well going down down the first one. And then I, on the second one during the, uh, the penalty shootout, I was actually thinking of Craig. And I was like, I wonder what Stacks would be thinking right now because you've already had a penalty against this guy. He's gone down the middle. And now the mind game's more in Victoria now because he's got to think, okay, I've already taken one. I've gone down the middle. Where am I going to go next? What would you be thinking, Stacks, with that as a goalkeeper, knowing that you've already had one penalty against this guy? Yeah, well, exactly that. It's like, is he going to do the same thing again? And does he have the nuts to try to beat me on either side? So Turner just he moved slightly to one side to give himself a little bit if, if he's going to go in the corner to his left. Um, but ideally, I mean, well, certainly what Turner was expecting was him to go down the center again. And that he did. So the advantage is more... Yeah. It's got to be the keeper there. I would love to know what Tony bet odds would be for that. Ooh, nice little <laughs> yeah. way to layer in Tony bet. As good as Victoria. Jimmy's getting professional. <laughs> as good as Victoria bought, he, uh, he's probably never had a penalty situation like that where he's, he, he's taken them for his club. Obviously, Victoria's taking a lot of penalties. But has he taken two penalties in the same game that close together? 
mm-hmm. again, it's the same goalkeeper. Like Jimmy says, all of a sudden it's head games galore. So, you know the best part of the whole game. But for you're me? right. I don't mind uh, center backs taking help. The best part of the whole game for me was uh, when when Vasquez blasted his penalty over the bar by about thirty feet, right? And then the the color commentator said that wasn't a great penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? It was Jimmy Brennan. Which jabroni was that? <laughs> I said, yeah, you're, you're right. It wasn't a great penalty. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not a good penalty there. Not- <laughs> yeah, you missed good- it by 10 feet. It reminded me of myself. I took one at BMO Field and I actually cleared the stand. Field goal. You kicked it out of the... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Kicked it out of the East End zone? Oh, or... I thought I was going to get a call from the Argos after that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was tough the way last night, Jimmy. There's so much going on late in that game. And you, I think you guys did a great job actually calling it from where you were because you're not at the stadium. You're not seeing yeah. the game, right? And I think you read the, the body language pretty well because it's difficult when, when there's shenanigans going on. And trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, but yeah, in the end, uh, I thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable 27 minutes last night. And Canada should be proud of themselves. I thought they did a good job in the end. Um, so yeah, I think given what happened in the Nations League final and, and the whole feeling around the team, I think there's a little bit of positivity now, would you say? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, there's big games coming up later this summer. We know that. Nations League. Canada should qualify quite comfortably for Copa America. Um, but with all the bullshit off the field, at least we've had a chance to talk about issues on the field, Craig, the last uh, few weeks, which has been a little bit refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. It was nice that they went out. I mean, they, not that they went out, but nice that they uh, they put in a performance that was uh, something to be proud of compared to, I think, the, the Nations League one that was quite disappointing, really. Yeah, for sure. That we had. I would think that John Herdman, Coach Herdman, can leave this tournament going, you know, we played well that last. I mean, we stood up for ourselves after some kind of average showings against Guadeloupe and Guatemala. And to your point, Craig, a little mm-hmm. glass half full. So he can have, a, you know, uh, it seems to me that can, John can get ruffled every once in a while with the with the media stuff, even us. Um, we don't bash them, but hey, the the product on the field wasn't great at the Nation League's final. Um, and I think that we're in a place now that, hey, he can leave going mm-hmm. head held high, glass half full, and got all these guys, all these players, their first matches, which yeah. is amazing. You know, this is the development side of it, which I, think, I, I find yeah. is really important. Yeah, I agree. And I think when you when you look at this, this tournament, one... Uh, one player that really stood out as well was Ahmed. I thought he was absolutely brilliant 
or these last summer games, you know, and when you're given an opportunity, you hope that a player embraces it and, you know, takes this, takes the challenge. And I thought he did. He, he really took that opportunity and showed that he could play at international level and international football, because a lot of players can't, you know, they're good at the domestic, but once they make that step up to international, it's a different game altogether. And I thought he did very, very well. And I think Liam Miller as well. He's another player that kind of stood out. Schaffelberg, every time he came on, he added something. So there, there was quite a bit. McGraw started off slow, but he actually played a lot yeah. better in this, this American game. So there was a, a number of players for me that, and even Bambito. Bambito, was, he struggled a little bit in certain games. I thought he was a lot better in this, this game, this American game. And more games that these players get, the better they're going to be. So it just shows you that there is a few players that, that are going to bring some, some depth to this team. Yeah, that, that said, I don't see anyone um, causing too many headaches with the selection for the first 11, though. I don't think anyone outside of, and we get to this really important point, um, I, d- I didn't see a young player who, I mean, I mean, it was great. But I don't see him jumping into that first 11, you know, straight away. That's for sure. Um, Miller was good. I don't see him jumping into that first 11 necessarily anytime soon. Dane St. Clair, Craig had some big saves, big saves uh, in, in the match last night. Didn't look great with his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your your observations with Dane Sinclair? And, and is he ready to take the gloves from Milan Borian and you know keep them warm until Matt Scrapeau gets back to full strength? Well, I mean, he, he certainly has all the attributes to, uh, to be a very good goalkeeper. Um, from what I've heard and what I've seen from People that know him a lot better in Minnesota, um, he can and is susceptible to mistakes. So he's got to cut those out. I mean, the first game, he, he didn't have anything to do, but he came out, gave the penalty away. Uh, wasn't a great uh, decision, but it's it's those decisions that are split second that you have to get right. And as far as the game last night, he did everything well. He made a couple of really good saves. That one down low to his, uh, his right, um, I don't think Milan gets that one, to be honest with you. Uh, thought it was that good a save. Um, so he looks, uh, and he's a confident lad for sure. He's got a good presence about him, but there's going to be some competition. Obviously, Max Crapo is very good. Um, and some younger guy, goalkeepers as well. They're looking pretty sharp too. So I think we're in, good, we're in good hands, I think, in the goalkeeper position, which is generally the case. And it's nice that uh, Dane played well after uh, not being great. But you're right about his feet, and you can see that U.S. knew that he wasn't that great with his feet because they know him from Major League Soccer. So they tried to put him under a little bit of pressure. And he didn't do too badly, I thought, but he's not overly comfortable with his feet yet. Stax, who would you prefer? Because I think, you know, they've got two decent keepers in St. Clair and Crespo. Who would you who would you prefer and who do you like better? Well, I think just going by, I mean, I don't see these guys play week in, week out, but talk to people that do. I mean, I would think that Max Crapo probably at the moment would be somebody that makes less mistakes. Um, and I think that was a concern for for John Herdman as well, um, seeing probably uh, Dane in training and uh, that uh, he made quite a few mistakes. But he got his chance, and the uh, second game he did quite well. Amy Walsh is in the house. Her hair is, you know, not quite as nice as it was on TSM's. No. Fuck you, Forrest. <laughs> she doesn't dress up for us. We get the pajama mom, don't we? Yeah. Go to the go to the grocery store. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hey, hey, Dubs, uh, to start the show today, rather than talk about, you know, the Canadian women's 
squad and, and what a great insightful job the panel did. We talked about your hair. Is that <laughs> sexist? Yes. <laughs> Okay. But also, if it was all good, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was magnificent. You couldn't even tell it was ginger. Oh, Christ. He just wrecked it all there. You guys are very misogynist. But if it's good, I'm all That's kidding. Right, but I'll take it. Yeah, no kidding. Your hair looks great. Oh, thank you. It looks like no, shit. Oh, you Walsh is a sellout. <laughs> Hey, how long were you in the makeup chair for? Because uh, usually on those shows, oh. I mean, doing TV as I have, the women are in the chair for freaking hours. And, and we, the dudes, are in there for like three and a half minutes maximum. Yeah, not, not too long. Oh, no? Like 20 minutes. See, you're a natural. You're obviously a natural beauty. Don't need well, much makeup. No, that's a bit of a stretch. I still need some help. But it's always a bit jarring to me Then I go into the to use a washroom and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> As you can see, like the layers of the makeup on, you know, I thought it was a mirror, not a window. Who's that? <laughs> well, hey, by the way, you're such an ass. Why? Yeah, the writing was on the card. <laughs> I corrected myself and said the writing was on the wall. Oh, did you? OK. Yeah. Right after cards, I went the wall. Yeah, that rolling off the tongue wasn't really in the cards. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Just so the listeners know, uh, Amy has titled herself on this little uh, little chat. The writing was in the cards because mm -hmm. you know how it is, you know, Jimmy, you know, you're on TV. You make one little tiny, tiny. I corrected myself. Yeah, I know. And people call you out. But Jimmy, yeah. writing are in the cards, too. There is writing in cards, so but he's not completely is wrong. Yeah, is there? I meant the writing was on the wall. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Okay, we, we know. I don't, know, I don't know where the cards came from. <laughs> there were lots of cards in that game, actually, yesterday. Lots of cards, which would have meant half the team was uh, suspended for the next game. Anyway, um, Dubs, it was a great job, though. And if you haven't had a chance to watch Dubs on, on TSN, all the videos are up on tsn.ca. And, uh, yeah, great, great work. If you want to get a little insight into what's to lay ahead, to lie ahead with uh, the Women's World Cup, check those out. What? <laughs> Stop tipping your head there. I get it. <laughs> sorry. Or you guys don't oh, know this either. Was, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Dubs. Well, I forgot to tell these guys. We're taping our World Cup footy inaugural show for the broadcast. So 5.30, we're going to be taping tonight. Um, Rian, Claire, and Amy are going to go through all of their choices for Women's World Cup FIFA. Yeah. It's like a preview. It, originally, I had thought like, oh, maybe we'll do eight shows like look mini shows and we'll preview all the groups and i was like maybe we'll do four we'll do like two groups per mini pod and i was like let's just do one <laughs> 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 and it's not really a traditional preview of source i mean obviously we'll dive and delve into everything but it's more like our own personal experience and hopefully some banter sons you guys which will invariably be better and <laughs> uh, and yeah <laughs> oh. have we got a sponsor for that yet not yet, but uh, who knows? With Amy's oh, smile and all that makeup, maybe she gets us some. And Claire Rustad, you better get a bloody sponsor. Come on, Canada. Seriously. Are we a soccer nation or what? It's a goddamn Women's World Cup. You've got three yeah. legends and a goddamn podcast. Sponsor it, someone. That's oh, ridiculous. the sponsors, the sponsor, be, they'll be lined up for that banter with those three. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're just mad you're excluded because you're the expert on women's football. <laughs> I, I can't believe you guys didn't ask me. Why wouldn't you ask me? Yeah. I know everything about women's football now. And if women you, in general. Yeah. If, if you can bring Diva Cup on board or Maybelline, then, then you're in. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. 
Yeah, that would be awful though, right? Like I need so much help that I need like a makeup sponsor for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, a podcast doesn't need to be just audio, right? Podcasts are evolving more and more on video. And so we be one day soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Dubs, to the squad on the roster. Um, it's too bad that Desiree didn't make it. Let's be honest. I mean, it was yeah. real outside chance, right? But that's that's just she's going to be gutted for that obviously but um what was the biggest surprise biggest takeaway from uh, Bev Priestman's uh, 23 well i think it's as a result of that exclusion that desi can't quite make it back she has surgery on her knee kind of right around the holidays and doesn't see any club minutes at all and that's going to be a, a thread for this team about how the the players who have previously played a big role haven't really featured a lot for their clubs in minutes um, or, or, you know, the return to play players um, haven't had a lot of minutes and what type of role they're going to have. So I think it's, it's Desi's absence, but then it's the surprise with Olivia Smith. So she gets brought in as a, as a practice player. And I didn't really see it coming that she get named to that squad. But she gives you depth in that midfield, but then she also gives you offensive threat. Like she was, she's just lit up the U17 World Cup, the U20 World Cup. She's just one of these natural scorers. Like the this team who, who can't really produce a whole lot of shots outside the box, like this 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 kid can do it. So, I mean, I don't know if she's going to feature a whole lot, but she kind of gives Bev um, that depth in the midfield where they're quite thin, but then also on the attack, it sort of gives her that that Swiss Army knife look that they lost in Janine. She's not no one's a like for like replacement for Janine. Nobody's going to be. But then they also lose Jade Rose. Right. And then she gives you that tactical flexibility and she can play center back. She can play fullback. I think yesterday. So. So, Jimmy, I was far from perfect on, on that show. And then in my notes in those little 15 second clips, when each player was revealed, I had written FB. And in the rehearsals, my brain said Facebook instead of fullback. And I did it again on the live broadcast. I was like, fuck, <laughs> not Facebook. Anyway, so they, they, they lose, uh, they lose Jade Rose as well. Is that, on the, uh, is that on the videos on TSN's website? Yeah, I'm not sure what they clipped, like if they, if really they did all of those reveals. But I was t- Laura was sort of... Um, making Carmen and I feel better because that was the toughest part of the broadcast. Like had I known how hard that would have been, I would have written scripts for every player and just stuck to it. But instead I just did like my super small writing, like I normally do for, for notes when I'm doing, when I'm doing TV and it just wasn't good enough. And Laura said, listen, the, for the guys, when they did it, it was recorded. So like they had a chance to, to do a do-over and there was another time where I was doing the forwards and I was going to shell Prince and then Deanne Rose back to back. And I did Nichelle Prince and it was like, like, it was just good. And I looked at Carmen, she like pointed at me. I'm like, yeah, that was good. And she's like, no, you're up again. And I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> like TV. I mean, that, that makes it yep. real yep. and proper and funny. And you know what? you got Laura Dyken, who's one of the very best in the business. She is awesome. And she's got a very dry sense of humor. So as you get to know her better and better, she'll call you out on it. And it'll be, it'll be good content. <laughs> yeah. So keep fucking up, okay? Yeah. Oh, I will. I can promise you that. <laughs> So where, where's Did the I answer strength? the question? Um, Olivia I, I Smith. The question was honestly. Yeah, biggest surprise. Okay, um, uh, where's the strength and where's the weakness on this on this squad? Where will the games be won and where will they be lost? I think the strength lies in them reclaiming that identity that got them success on their way to the gold medal, and not admitting that they're still that same team, but that that's where the success lies. 
that they have to have that world-class goalkeeping. They have Keelan Sheridan, who is one of the best in the world, um, but continually underrated. But she does play a high-risk, high-reward game occasionally. So if she can avoid a howler, then that will be good. Avoid conceding a back line that's really tight. Um, and then just their team shape and sort of cohesive defensively and not concede at all. I think that's going to be key. And then can they, they don't have to score bags of goals, but can they score from set pieces? See their conversion rate go up. Can they do that a little bit better? And can they get a player like, it's not going to be Christine, I don't think. Can they get like a Haidema or a Vienne or even a Lacasse, I think is is poised for a breakout on the international stage. So that's, I think... And then the, the bigger sort of picture and the weakness is the depth of the squad, I think, because of the previous points that I made. But, you know, who is Bev going to be um, relying upon? And I mean, usually when you look at a squad, 23 players, you're going to be rotating maybe 14, 15 players, right? And do they really have the depth to do that in, in, or the proven depth? in those players and, and maybe limited minutes they've seen at club or because of injury. So I think that's where the test is going to lie. But if they can get through the group, like, cause they got dealt a shit hand, like they not only have to do that cross continental travel, but they got a really tough group. So if they can get out of that group, I did, um, I'd already looked at the bracket, but I did like on uh, the guardian or um, one of these things, they have like one of these generators. I have them through to the semis if they can finish first in the group. So, I mean, it, it's, it's possible, you know, like, I mean, against all odds against a team that hasn't had the, the right sort of preparation and all of these injuries and all of this stuff working against them. But if they can really navigate that group, they've, they've got a shot. 2003, right? You see, right? see Chris players role as Amy. Well, it's going to be deeper. Right. And I think Bev, I think she's probably going to start. Uh, and my preference would, would be, for her to maybe come off the bench. But I, I think you have to start the tournament with her in a starting role. So they've, they've, Bev's been deploying that 4-2-3-1. So Sink is like that withdrawn um, number nine or that false nine or like a 10 role. And that's where she's playing with Portland. But she's only averaging about 63 minutes a game. So it goes back to the, you know, we've talked about this before, like how much running, how much sort of physical output is she really capable of, Right. Um, so, but I, I really like Jesse Fleming in that advanced role there and then maybe bring in like a Quinn and a Grosso as that double pivot. Sophie's done really well. Like she's had resurgent sort of back-to-back seasons with Houston, um, also gives you a threat outside the box. So I think it's really how, not only how Jesse goes, like she'll be the bellwether for this team's success, but it's also how the midfield goes. If they can keep that ticking, then I think, uh, then they, they've got a shot. Um, so, so Ashley Lawrence is going to probably play on the right side. Um, she's one of the best fullbacks in the world, but she can play midfield as well. And given they're pretty thin in midfield compared to previous editions, do you think Bev might be, feel some pressure to play her in more of a midfield role? Well, normally I would say yes, but I think because the, they're also quite thin at the fullback position because of Jade Rose's injury right. um, that I think she has to stay there. I see it more as Jade Revere being on the right and uh, Lawrence slides over to the left. And then you've got um, Alicia Chapman, um, you know, who, who's more of a hard nosed, more defensive, um, more traditional fullback um, who can slot in there and give her some, 
some um some time if you know if she if she needs to move over or revere actually so then maybe you, you slot in chapman on the left and then you keep ashley on the right <clears throat> excuse me and then jade is also she only saw i think for club um she's coming off that hip injury she only saw you know like i think five minutes with mark skinner's manchester united he seems like a bit of a prick, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, the United have a habit of prickish managers, don't they? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Listen, um, tonight, 5.30, it's being taped. The first broadcast ever from the Footy Prime family. We can't wait to hear that as you get set for the World Cup uh, in, in, in a far more detail than you've been given on, on this show today. But uh, July 20th, when it all kicks off, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. Um, all right, Amy, thanks. It's, it's, how do you enjoy the Monday appearance? Did you like it or do you prefer the Friday? Yeah. yeah? No, I like the Friday better, but Monday's yeah. good. Amy, oh, do you have good. a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on with TSN, no swearing, and then you um, come on here, you're dropping F-bombs, you're the most profane sailor working out here? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there like something, is it hard to not swear on TSN? Well, I almost like that that instance where I told you that it was meant to be me back to back for the player reveals. Like I almost, I had to catch myself. Yeah, I'm good for like in, in the moment, like the first thing that rolls off the tongue is like, Oh shit. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's me. <laughs> that wouldn't have been it's good. It's a funny thing you do TV and you do uh, live TV, how you think people say, Oh man, are you stressed about swearing? And like, really you just have this, this filter, natural filter kicks in. And okay. There's occasions where you might come close, but I think in all the years I've done TV, I've never swore, I don't think, yeah. which is no, something. It's a weird thing, yeah, because I swear <laughs> a lot. You're quite you know. sweary. No, I was going to say, so that that's good. You can be a good role model for me. But I just wanted <laughs> to mention, I only got in at 2.30 a.m. yesterday, so my, my flight kept getting delayed, 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 and I got to see yeah. the entirety of the game, which was great. The writing was in the cards for me to be able to watch that. <laughs> hey, Amy, by the way, we've got to ask we, 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 did, we did off the top of the show we mentioned it, um, you, you tweeted out from the dark web, I'm also pretty sure the guy in front of me had shit his pants yeah. oh my did, that, God. did that situation improve? No, I fell asleep and I, I was woken up by the stench oh, <laughs> oh no seat in front of me it's like a and punch in the face the worst <laughs> and then I kept my eyes closed and I thought, okay, like Obviously, I've, I've identified this as a, as, a, as a fart cloud. It's going to dissipate. And then I had to, like, actually cover up my nose with my sleeve. Wow. It was awful. This guy did, clearly had to use the washroom. Did you, not, did you not tap him on the shoulder and say, excuse me, sir, but did you shit yourself? <laughs> I would have no. asked because I, I would have wanted to know because I'm that guy that I need to know who shit. Like which, but which how do you move on from there? Here? You still have to be cordial after the fact. You still have to remain in that seat. There's no moving on from that exchange. No. Well, I think you can say it nicely, uh-huh. right? You can tap it on the shoulder and say, excuse, excuse me, me, sir. sir. I think you may have, have sold you... yourself. Well, I don't want to be friends yeah, with him. Because yeah. that means he doesn't really care about his surroundings. So I'm not hanging out with him now. 
The danger though, the danger though, Jimmy, with the the plane fart though, is you're not entirely sure who it is, right? So if you smell it, you have to make a bit of a scene so that everyone knows that it's not you. Plus those little fan adjustment things. If you're the one dealing the blows, you can you can you can spray that everywhere. Well, you have to like look up there, adjust, go. Yeah. Look at at someone and go. Whoa. Who's that? Like wow. No, you do. No, that person's guilty. I think if you make too much of a stink, quite literally, it's you. You dealt it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, why. Yeah. So as soon as you fart, you just like Jesus. Who was that? Yeah. It's it's that person. That's the one that's farted. It was Amy. <laughs> no, can I just tell <laughs> it you? Was Amy the whole time. Yeah. It's it was Amy. She yeah, woke herself up in the night again. <laughs> she woke herself. Up. She woke herself. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Guys, that? Was that I the swearing that Amy? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Was that me? Smells <laughs> 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 like me. Ladies, oh, don't flatulate. <laughs> vegetarian shawarma oh my god all right so i gotta go jesus christ (laughs) late as it is as always my hard outs are always soft outs aren't they Uh, yep you and tony (laughs) 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 but i missed the penalties which is why i brought that up yeah the plane finally fucking you, took off just as the penalties much. were starting i was like come on you, you, you oh. didn't miss very much they sound worse than the fart anyway <laughs> that, that game though if you did watch it you would have caught it of course on fubo tv fubo tv.com slash footy prime subscribe and save cpl all summer long and then some big games coming up in the nation's league later this summer and of course building up to the women's world cup as well all right everyone um that was footy prime this just in we're back on Wednesday. Till then, cheers for listening and buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Good show. Thanks, Dubs. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.